The Culture Pop Podcast is brought to you by the Law Offices of Jacob Imrani. Accident or injury, call Jacob Imrani, call Jacob. Hey, it's Mace. If you or a friend or loved one is injured in an accident, the first person you should call is my friend Jacob. When I did this, Jacob was great. He helped me by talking through the next steps, which really put my mind at ease. When you're injured in an accident, you got to have an expert. That's why you call Jacob, just like I did. Call Jacob, 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Or visit calljacob.com. Call Jacob. Hey everybody, welcome to the Culture Pop Podcast. I'm Steve Mason along with Sue Kalinsky. Great guest today, Sam Jay, who's one of the stars of You People, has a great comedy special called Three in the Morning. Sue, uh, we'll let people behind the curtain a little bit. Uh, it's Thursday, February 2nd. This is our second show of the day. It's my third show of the day. We did a podcast in the morning, then I did my radio show, now we're doing another show. Always You're wearing on. me out, Mason. You're wearing exactly. me out. Exactly. So I thought since we got Sam coming on and she's uh, been a writer on Saturday Night Live, I thought, why don't we do a show about what we think, you're a member of the Writers Guild, what we think are the greatest half hour comedies ever written. Right. So I've got, a, I made a list of 10. I didn't necessarily make huge notes on them, but I've got a list of 10 that have, have come to mind for me. I, I wonder if we're going to have any the same. Oh, we will. Will we? I, I, I'm much, I have many more than 10. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, good. We'll get started. Okay, because I, I I'm going back too. Um, it's this isn't just modern. Right. Okay? I totally get that. Yep. I've okay. got a couple of old school shows too. Okay. So Veep is probably one of my all time uh favorite, funniest, best written half hour comedy. Hands down, Julie Louis Dreyfus, unbelievable, so funny. You know, she won Emmys for three different shows. She won for Seinfeld, she won for uh, the new adventures, new, the new adventures, adventures of, old, of Christine. old Christine, and and for Veep, and she is just one of she's she's a national treasure, I think. Yes, and yes. in fact, she's in You People, right. which we're going to talk to Sam about, and she's she's hilarious. Um, Arrested Development, never saw it. Oh my God, Steve, it's so funny. Mitch Hurwitz was the showrunner who I worked with on the Ellen uh, sitcom. Yeah. He wrote on Golden Girls and, uh, he's, he's a very, very funny, funny guy. Oh my God. It's such a funny show. And, and Tony Hale is in it. Tony Hale from, uh, Veep. Yes. Yes. And David yeah, I, Cross and, um, people Jason that love Bateman. it. People that love it just absolutely love it. Um, I've not seen it. I should go back and, and watch it because people are, it's there. It's like a cult. It, it, yeah. You know what it is? I love silly. Yeah. So it's very, very silly. And and it's off the beaten path, the way it was shot. Um, you know, it's voiceover. It's it's very, very funny. Let me throw out a silly show okay. that is on my list. Portlandia. Have you ever seen Portlandia? You know, I never got into Portlandia. Fred Armisen, Carrie Brownstein, for yeah. me, so damn funny. I think Fred Armisen is just a genius. Mm-hmm. And that I show is, it's not like anything I've ever seen. I, I got to go back and watch it because I've spent a lot of time in Portland because oh, my brothers yeah. live there. Yeah. Um, and everybody in Portland said it's very accurate to Portland. Oh, nice. Nice. So it's very quirky. I, I, I got to go back and, and, and uh, binge that. Um, Pen 15. Now, this is a show you talk about that I have never seen. I see billboards for <laughs> it, everything. It is so funny. And just the fact that it's Pen 15 because it looks like penis. Yes. 
which is so perfect. What I, well, it, it's, it's written very, very well and the characters are great. But what I love about it is that the women who created it, they're actually real friends. So they're, I think they're in their early thirties, but they play, um, middle school kids. Oh, so, right, you know, one of right. them has braces and, and, but, but all the other characters are age appropriate. So they're like 30, but they're like, you know, playing like seven minutes in heaven, you know, so they're like making out with like kids who were probably older, but they, older, but, they yeah, older. But, but they play, they play younger. And you really do believe that they are that age and they're so stupid, silly. Um, okay, I'll put that on my list. Arrested Development and Pen 15. Okay. Um, Curb. Curb is absolutely on my list. There's no, never been anything like it. It is so weird and funny. And I'm always amazed at what Larry David get, gets away with that nobody else could get away with. Right. And ever since watching the show, I mean, I used to think. You were on the show. I was on the show. Um, and Seinfeld's on my list too. And so this goes back to when Larry was writing on Seinfeld. Um, I would always think of like George situations. And then when Curb came, it got replaced with Larry situations. Yes. Yes. And ever since Curb has been on the air, I, I mean, and actually I really should call Carol Liefer because I, I, I do have, cause she's writing on the show. Yeah. I always come up with situations. Um, and, and I, I, you'll, you'll appreciate this. So I've talked to you about, um, the courtesy wave. Yeah, courtesy way. Yeah. All right. So like, you know, if uh if I'm driving and uh I let somebody in my lane on the freeway or something or or if somebody is 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 pulling out of a a driveway, I will give them the right away and I always expect the courtesy way. Yeah, sure. And a lot of times people don't give it and I thought <laughs> that would be such a funny storyline yes. for Larry to be obsessed. I was like, Oh, I can't believe it. He didn't give me the cur- What? No courtesy wave. He didn't give me the courtesy wave. <laughs> and then, and then have somebody give him a wave, but it looks kind of like a Hitler. Salute, oh yeah. You know? Right. Like, right. That's what? very, what? Was, that, was, was that a wave? Was it, was that a, was that a Hitler <laughs> salute? What? You know, because he's Jewish and it can go in so many, you know, it could go off in so many directions anyway. So, all right. So that Seinfeld, um, Fleabag. Fleabag. I didn't put that on my list, but it is a work of genius. Yes. Yes. Uh, that one is, I'm trying to, th- what's the name of that actress? Uh, Phoebe oh, Waller. Phoebe Bridge. Waller Bridge, Bridges. 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 She's just wrote the whole thing, stars in the whole thing. The priest, everybody got a crush on the priest in the middle. Oh, of that. Like God. every woman was like, oh, that priest. Um, and then foxes. It wasn't, a, wasn't it a fox? What was that? Remember at the, the, the priest always thought he was being chased by a fox. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's um, a, that's a fantastic show. So smart and funny. Um, Afterlife. Ricky Never Gervais. saw it. This is Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a brilliant show. It is funny. It's poignant. His characters are so, so unique. And, um, I, I don't want to tell you about it because I, you have to watch it. But my favorite character for anybody who's listening to the show is the mailman. Yeah. He is such a great character. Okay. Um, but he, he's just, he's, his, his writing is just so smart. And again, there's a poignancy in it that, um, that, that, that's part of, of, of the comedy. I yeah. Mean, right. So uh, that to me is very, very smart writing. Let me throw um, one out. Good. Anything Norman Lear did. 
Yeah, absolutely. And he, I mean, All in the Family yeah. is just an absolute mm-hmm. landmark show. It was part of one of the best nights of TV I've mm-hmm. ever experienced. It was the 8 o'clock show. 8.30, they could never quite figure out. Uh, the one I remember most is Bridget Loves Bernie. Nah, uh, that, yeah. was a, that was the sitcom that was on. And then Mary Tyler Moore was on at 9 o'clock, also on my list. That's, that's on my list, too. 9.30 was the Bob Newhart show. That's on my list. And it finished with the Carol Burnett show. Oh, that's well, the yeah. night of TV. They don't do that anymore. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, Blackish. Yeah, you know, I don't, I, I've watched some episodes of Blackish. It, it is very funny. It's so funny and it's smart and it has kids in it and you don't, you're not annoyed by them. They're great actors. Yeah. Um, and the, and Dion Cole is in it. He's so funny. He's great. He's been on the show. Um, He's very funny. It's it's just, again, just a very, very smart, smart show. Um, Dick Van Dyke. Oh yeah. Dick Um, Van Dyke. Mash. Mash. Mash for sure. Um, The Simpsons. The Simpsons is is now in its seventy eighth year. It's, it's been on for it's like been as long as Meet the Press. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, Family Guy. Family Guy, very funny, very um, funny. Have you ever seen BoJack Horseman? Yes, I have. It's so that funny. is some funny shit right there. It's so funny. Um, I put Everybody Loves Raymond on there. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Cause I thought it was a very, very funny show. And again, great writing, great cast. Um, just, just the deadpan. Yeah. The yeah. deadpan in that show. Um, I thought it was brilliant. So I've got um, two, two current shows. Okay. One hacks hacks makes me laugh a lot. Gene smart is so good. Hannah Einbinder is great. Love hacks. For me, that's one of the funniest shows on TV right now. And the other one is called The Other Two. This oh, is it's this, hysterical. This is such a funny show. It's Molly Shannon, Drew Tarver, <laughs> and Elaine York. Um, and they play brother and sister who have struggled for years to try to make it in show business. And their brother, the youngest brother, becomes the famous one. And they basically sort of are in his shadow the entire time. And it's about what it's like to be part of a family where somebody else is the big star. It is so, so funny. He's, he's like a Justin Bieberish kind of exactly, character. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Oh, right. it's, it's genius. It's, I love it's, that show. It's hysterical. I forgot about that. That's a very, very funny show. Um, the Office, American and British. Okay. I, can I say, this is a huge blind spot in my television pop culture viewing i have never watched an episode of the office british or american steve you're really missing out yeah everybody and loves it it yeah i mean the british version is insanely i mean it's ricky gervais and steve merchant but the american version was actually very very funny as well hmm. really really great both of them great um extras Ricky Gervais is, I think it's I like do one remember of his, that show. That was very funny. Very, very funny. Very funny. And, and Rick, the one Ricky of, Gervais one, is just funny. And one of the women who's in uh, Afterlife was actually in, in Extras. She's great. Um, Catastrophe. Don't know it. Oh, with Rob Delaney and um, what's her name? Sharon Horton. Hmm. Oh, Horton my or God. Horgan? Oh, Horgan. I'm sorry. Yeah. Horgan. Oh, God. It's so good. She created it. And I think she, I think they maybe co wrote it. Well, I know she wrote it for sure, but he may have 
been in on the writing as well. Um, really, really funny, great, great show about relationships. Um, absolutely fabulous. Never watched that. Oh God, Steve! It's like yeah. these British these British shows. Oh my God, they're so funny. Faulty Towers. Don't know it. You don't know Faulty Towers? No, I've heard of it vaguely, but I've never seen it. Oh my God! What yeah. is it like, Monty Python? Well, he. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the on the the lead guy in it. What's his name? Terry Gillum. Um, no, it's not Terry Gillum. I, and and I'm embarrassed that I that and I I have to look up his name because I'm embarrassed that I don't have his name on the, like, right here, Faulty Towers. Um, oh, God. John Cleese. John, oh, John Cleese is great. Oh, my God. Steve, yeah. you are really, really missing out if okay. you don't watch that show. Okay. Um, have you seen The Great? Yes, I have. It's very funny. Very, very funny. Nicholas Holt and uh, one of the Fannings. Oh, yeah, yeah. L Fanning, I think. L Fanning. She's terrific. Yeah, that's a very funny show. Um, and then there's a couple of others like, you know, Only Murders in the Building. I, love. I think is really entertaining. Uh, I I mean, you sign me up. I'll sign up for Steve Martin and Martin Short anytime. Um, what We Do in the Shadows, I think, is very funny. Is genius. Yeah. What We Do in the Shadows is <laughs> genius. It's, yeah. it's so good. It's on FX. You got to go check it out. It's a reality show about vampires. And that's pretty much my list. Okay. I got a couple that you didn't mention. Okay. Um, I 30 rock. Okay. Yeah. 30 rock. I can put on any time and it's always going to be good. Uh, you know, Tracy, uh, Morgan and Jane Krakowski and Alec Baldwin is so funny. And Liz Lemon, Tina Fey. Great. And there's only one other one on this list that hasn't been named, which is nurse Jackie. Did you ever watch nurse Jackie? I did. And was that a comedy? It was somewhere between a comedy okay. and a drama yeah I mean, technically it's a half hour comedy huh i never really saw it as a comedy it's a but comedy I, I in the same it. way uh uh the bill Hader one is um barry. oh barry okay See, barry's not okay. really a comedy but in the truest fun, sense but but there is it's dark it's dark comedy yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah. all right there you have it there's there are a lot of recommendations there for me the you have a lot of catching up to do, Mr. Faulty Mason. Towers, The Office, Afterlife. Catastrophe. Catastrophe. Just to name a few. Yeah. Um, all right. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. I mean, there's some good recommendations in there. Um, all right. So our guest today is a comic and writer who's got a really funny comedy special called Three in the Morning. She's also a writer on Saturday Night Live. And she is now one of the stars of the Netflix movie, You People, co-written by Kenya Barris and Jonah Hill. Sam Jay joins us. Sam, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. So we're definitely going to talk about You People, which I think is just hilarious. But first, you've got a great backstory. I mean, you worked in an office. You didn't do stand-up until you were 29 years old. How frustrating was that? And how? what was it that got you on stage? Uh, I mean, I just guess... I was kind of just felt like I was stuck in a rut and I just, you know, I don't know. I was tired of not living to, I guess, my life's potential. And um, stand up was just always something that I wanted to do. And I, I think I was afraid to do. And I was kind of turning that corner to, to being 30. And I kind of felt like if you don't change your life now, when are you going to change it? You know, so I just kind of took a risk. So uh, your friends, family. Uh, or or office mates 
Were there moments where they were like, you know, you really, you're, you're such a funny person. You should do stand up. Were you getting that kind of, no? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't think you were funny or they just didn't, they didn't, uh, wasn't encouraged that way. I never said those words to me. Um, I think it was more like, I think more people were shocked when I started doing it than, um, like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, I was always like funny, but I don't, I'm also like most people who get on stage a bit of an introvert. So it's like, if you're, my close friend, you know how funny I am, but like just being around people, I might I might be quiet. You know what I'm saying? Especially if there's louder people in the room. Um, so I don't know that I ever gave anybody that impression of like spotlight. So we watched uh, Three in the Morning, which is great, great comedy special. Great. It's streaming on Netflix. Strongly recommend. Really, really funny. Is that really you or is that sort of a comedy persona you've created? Uh, I guess it's really me. I mean, I think we all just have different sides of ourselves. So I, I wouldn't say it's a persona. It's a part of me. I'm not like that at every second of every hour of every day. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think there's definitely moments where, you, where you'll see me be like that because it is a part of my personality. Now, I, I did stand up for a very long time. I did stand up for like 30 years. I stopped doing it like, you know, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that, uh, you know, putting together a, a stand up special is is a lot of work. So so what what how how long did it take for you to put together, you know, uh, basically an hour's worth of material to do this special? Uh, I mean, my first special, I, I feel like it took my whole career up until that point to some degree um so probably i don't know that was like four years five years in or something like that i feel like six years maybe i don't know when did i make three in the morning i started in 2013 three in the morning came out at least three years ago so yeah like six or seven years so i am uh i'm a i'm a gay guy i had a rough time coming out (laughs) uh i didn't come out till i was 30 years old uh, what was that process like for you? You're growing up in Boston. What was that process like for you? Um, I mean, I don't really, I don't know. Cause I don't feel like in Boston, I was like struggling with my sexual identity in any way. I thought I was straight and I was just dating dudes and thinking that's what I was doing. I just feel like I didn't really think of being gay as an option. So it just didn't seem, it just, it never even kind of came in my scope of possibility so it really was inside, like, I moved to Atlanta and started just feeling like, I don't know, it's just not clicking with guys. I, I don't know how to explain. I just didn't really feel a real connection there. And I was seeing, like, Black gay people. And I was like, oh, that's something you could be? Like, it just, I didn't even register it. And then once it, like, registered, it kind of stuck in my brain, like, whoa, that's something you could be. And then it was kind of like a slow process to that. And coming out wasn't, I didn't really come out because at that time, my parents were both passed away. So I didn't really feel any necessarily responsibility to tell anybody my business. I just kind of showed up to a family reunion with a haircut and a girlfriend. It was just like, or whatever. A haircut and a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I came out to my grandmother um, right after my, this is such a weird story. I can't believe I'm telling this. So uh, I came out to my grandmother at my grandfather's wake. 
because I had brought my boyfriend with me. I brought Juan with me, we call him. Uh, and uh, I said, uh, and by the way, uh, Grandma, this isn't just uh, my friend. This is, you know, we're we're together. And my grandmother was, I, I don't care. That makes no difference. But it was such a weird way to come out at the at the wake. And now I meet people who are like, I came out when I was 16. I'm like, yeah. damn, the world is really gotten better. It's been a much kinder place uh, mm-hmm. than, than I ever could have imagined, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think, I don't know, I think just seeing uh, gay people in media and just in the world and in offices, a public office, and like seeing it be uh, normal and not this taboo thing that's like shoved in a closet is just allowing people to think more about their options. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if I saw more of that, I would have went, oh, that's an option of a thing to be. And it probably would have dawned on me quicker because I look back now at my life and I'm like, oh, this whole time you were having crushes on girls and you just were like, oh, that's my best friend. But really you had like a crush on this girl. You just didn't even think any of these things were like possibilities, you know? And so I think that's what kind of like helps uh, spearhead that a little bit. Right. And I'm sure, you know, just to be able to be who you are and especially in your standup, which is very personal. Um, I have a, a friend. I'm, I'm not going to say the person's name, but she, uh, she came out much later in life when she already had a very, very big career as a comedian and a writer and, and a showrunner. And, um, when she was just kind of getting into relationships with women, she was not talking about that in her act. She mm-hmm. still talked about being with guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I really felt for her because it what, you know, it wasn't honest. Yeah. You know, it was, it was kind of her old life and she was afraid because mm-hmm. she thought that, you know, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get work. And, you know, and, you know, you know, it's like, well, Hollywood, you know, being gay is like, <laughs> it's, it's being a gay woman in Hollywood, you know, you get a lot more mileage than being a straight woman in Hollywood as a writer or a producer. So anyway, it turned out great for her, but, but I saw the struggle and, and it, and it was hard as a friend to kind of see her, you know, have to go through that. Yeah. I mean, I could imagine it. it it's, I just feel lucky that I came out and came up in an era where all these things were just more accepted. And so I, I never felt a need to hide. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get onto uh, Saturday Night Live? How did how does that work? Do you writing sample or you do some stand up for Lauren Michaels? How does that work? You do some stand up for Lauren Michaels. Uh, I mean, I think people, everyone has a different path to it, uh, but that was mine. I did just for laughs, and there were some Saturday Night Live people at my New Faces showcase, and they invited me to audition in um, L.A. and I went and did the audition in L.A. and then they were like, "Hey, we want to fly you to New York." to audition for Lauren and, you know, the other producers. And I did that. And then a few days later, they called me and asked me if I wanted a writing job. Hmm. And, you know, we, we've talked to a bunch of writers from Saturday Night Live, you know, over the years that we've been doing the podcast. What, how, how difficult is it to get your stuff on air? And have you had moments where, um, something was cut, something that you really loved was cut and didn't, didn't make it to the show. Uh, talk, talk about, you know, your, your writing experience, especially early on. 
I mean, like early on, I didn't even know what I was doing. Um, it was my first writing job. So I, I really didn't know what I was doing. So I didn't have any real expectations, but to not get fired, I hoped. And I didn't even know if, uh, that was going to be the case. Um, but as I like grew up in the job, of course, you, you want to get things on and you're, you know, you're figuring out your voice through the show's voice, uh, if that makes any sense. And so, yeah, you know, you have those moments where things don't go and, um, it's, it can be heartbreaking because you worked all week on it and you're like, oh man, this, this sucks. But also it's just the nature of the beast and the show is the show. And so you can't take it too personal, you know, as hard as that is to do sometimes. You just can't, you know, because I, it isn't personal at all. They're just trying to make the best show that they can make on a Saturday. And there's a lot of factors that go into that. It's not just you know, just because your thing doesn't get on doesn't necessarily mean it was bad. It might just be bad for the show that they're making Saturday. It might not fit the host that well. The host may not perform it well. It, there's just a million things, you know, that could be a factor into that. And so you kind of just got to remove your personal feelings from the whole situation. So uh, my understanding is that you wrote on this last episode of SNL, the one with Michael B. Jordan. Take, yeah. take us through sort of that that week. Who who did wound up doing your sketches? How did that all come together last week for that episode? Oh yeah, we we just have a mutual friend, and um, you know, he just reached out and asked if I would like come back and write the week that he was there, and uh, I said okay. Those were that. That was it. <laughs> so so do you like we like in some of the other writers that we talked to? Um, you know, sometimes they would team up like you know like Alan's Y Bell when he wrote on Saturday Night Live, he was Gilda's like he main guy and he wrote a lot of Gilda sketches. Um is that your experience that you kind of know no. for anybody? Oh uh, yeah, we were, I was just I, I mean I had someone I wrote with, but he was just another writer. I used to write with Gary Richardson uh a lot, but I didn't like write for any particular cast or anything like that. So let's talk about you people, which is uh, written by Jonah Hill and Kenya Barris. Fan, uh, just really, really funny. Tackles the issue of race or racial differences uh, mm -hmm. in a in a really funny way. How did you first get involved in this movie? Uh, Kenya Barris called me and told me that he had done this movie and he had a role and he thought I would be perfect for it. And he asked me if I was interested and I said, yeah. And he said, okay, well, I'll send you some pages and you can kind of read it and um, tell me what you think. And, you know, if you want to do it, then it's yours. And I read it and I was like, uh, I think that this character is very close to me as a person. Like yeah, some of the things I read were like things I've actually said. And I was like, yeah, I'm down to do it. And then he was like, all right, cool. Um, It's going to be you and Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, that's the movie, blah, blah, blah. And all right, see you later. And I was like, okay, I guess. And I kind of didn't believe it. And then two weeks later, my manager called me and she was like, hey, we got this offer for this movie. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, Kenya had called me and, and talked to me about that. And she was like, yeah, well, the offer came. So do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah. And that was it. So the fact that the character was very close to you, um, how how much freedom did you have uh, as an actor to uh, to improvise? A lot. I mean, I, I, like from the very beginning, Kenya and Jonah were kind of like, you know, these are just the rails and, you know, like feel free to make it as much as yours as you as you want. You know, there's definitely things in there that we just stuck to the script. But there's also a lot of times where we improvise and just, you know, riffed back and forth and tried to find things. There is so much funny stuff in this movie. I mean, oh, wow, thanks. 
David David Duchovny singing Ordinary People, Julie Louis-Dreyfus singing Andre Day, the Koofy, Eddie Murphy's Koofy. I mean, it, it's interesting. The movie is really, I think, about trying to understand what each other's worlds are all about. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I would agree with that 100%. You had a scene with Eddie Murphy, one of the greatest comics in history. I think it was the scene on the on the plane. What was it like to be on set with Eddie Murphy? Uh, nerve-wracking, overwhelming. You know, it's Eddie Murphy, surreal. You know, kind of can't believe it's happening, even though it's happening. So it's kind of like a swirl of, of emotions. And then also, you just want to do well. What do you want people to take away from from you people? Uh, whatever they take away from it. I don't really think it's it's up to me to determine that. I just hope people leave feeling a little changed in whatever direction that is. You know, I feel like it's, you know, artists kind of, you gotta, you know, you can't, as an artist, you can't go like, this is what it means. It's like, you gotta allow people to determine for themselves what it means for them. Cause everyone's living in a different situation and can apply it differently. Um, but I just hope people walk out a little different than, than when they came in. I was going to ask you. So, after doing this film, um, um, are, are you uh, are you on tour now? Or are you what What's going on with your stand up? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been touring for a while. We shot the movie two years ago. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Two summers ago at this point. So, I mean, I, I've been touring for a while, and um, just I'm shooting a new special in June. So, I've just been touring and and trying to get the material up to par to be ready to shoot. Awesome. Well, listen, uh, it's great meeting you. Congratulations on the movie. It's called You People. It is streaming on Netflix. Thank you so much, Sam. We look forward to catching up with you on whatever whatever you do next. For sure. Thank you for your time. And there is Sam J. The movie is You People. It is on Netflix. I laughed a lot. Uh, some of that stuff. Oh, my God. Julie Louis-Dreyfus. We talked about her at the top of the show. So damn funny. And Eddie Murphy. It's so great to see Eddie Murphy out and in something he was great and it was really like a who's who i mean of hollywood it had elliot gould was in all these cameos elliot gould, patrick uh, uh richard benjamin richard benjamin rhea rhea perlman yes um very cool cast yeah very yeah, cool it, cast. Was, it was yeah, it was it, it's a great it was a great premise yeah it's a, it's a really really funny movie uh well there you have it there is your culture pop podcast we covered a lot for you today some great recommendations at the top of the show comedies that you should be watching if you haven't watched them already so you had a whole bunch that i'd never seen never saw before so i'm gonna jump in uh, don't forget, you can subscribe to the Culture Pop Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or at stevemason.com. Hey, do us a favor, take a uh, do a rating and a review. We, we always appreciate when you do that, and we will see everybody next time on the Culture Pop Podcast.